Coming up on WealthWorks Radio, most people agree that a plan for retirement is necessary. On today's show, we'll tackle your retirement readiness by making sure you can answer three very important questions. And now, WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney. Welcome in, everybody. This is Wealth Works Radio with Eric Carney. But wait just a minute, Eric, on a very special mission that we will reveal the, <laughs> we will reveal next time when he is here. But uh, sitting right. in for uh, Eric is Joseph Lanza. Joseph, you've been with us for a long time at this point, and and uh, so, but you're just doing it all by yourself today. I like it. So, how you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm going solo today. You know, I had to take one over for Eric, but we're still going to have a great show today. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Well, and I mean, this is a, what a weird time. Huh? I mean, oh, last yeah. week, uh, this week, it's I mean, just in general, things are in flux. I'll just All say. over the place. I mean, right now, the market, you know, you're looking at two major things and people are so worried about the Fed raising interest rates. And now we have Russia to deal with as well on top of that. So, you know, there's a lot of fear in the market right now. We started off the year by focusing a lot on inflation and looking at the Fed raising these rates. And now we've come to a time where we see Russia invading Ukraine. And now our federal government is actually pulling back on this idea of raising those rates. So, you know, we ha- we saw a ton of volatility. We saw a lot of volume in the market at the beginning of the year because of everybody wanting to price in, you know, oh, oh no, interest rates are going to be going up, which over, t- you know, last year, everybody knew interest rates are going to be going up. Now it's getting priced into the market. Now that Russia is actually invading Ukraine, the federal government is now considering pulling back on their idea of raising rates at the rate that they were going to. And that's why you see some days in the market, we have these massive swings where, you know, we're down 3%. And then before you know it, the close of the market, you're up 3%. It's all over the place. And right now, I mean, it there's so much opportunity out there in the market and it's like picking a diamond in the rough, right? Because you have to be very careful with the stocks you select. You have to know what you're looking for, the right sectors. And it could be very difficult right now with how volatile everything is. I mean, when prices are moving like they are, it's it, you need to put those blinders on and know exactly what you're looking for and make sure you're actually doing something with the portfolio because this is very similar to March of 2020 in the sense of a market correction, right? So whatever you or your advisor did or didn't do in March of 2020 kind of set the tone for the rest of the year. So if there's a lot of opportunities out there and you're not switching around your portfolio, you're not taking advantage of a lot of these great companies right now, then it's really going to set the tone for the rest of the year of, of mediocrity and, you know, just just be settling with status quo, which we never want to do. It's 800-779-1942. That's the number that can get you started. Started, folks. So yeah, again, a lot of volatility out there. It continues. Are are people feeling nervous? Are you hearing that from folks? Yeah, I think people are feeling nervous. There, a lot of people want to always, you know, whenever we have a market correction, they always want to think back to 2008, right? It's it's where their mind instantly goes. It was the last major um, depression, really, more than a correction. And but there's so many things that are different than 2008 in this market. And I mean, in 2008, we saw a major default on all these mortgage loans, and there was a lot of underlying issues there that were causing that market to decline. I mean, right now, our economy coming back from COVID is really booming our economy. I mean, have you been to an airport recently? It's it's ridiculous. Have you been, you've gone to the malls? It's ridiculous. And if you just take a simple step back and look at our economy on the, even that level, you know, this is nowhere near a 2008 you know, catastrophic market collapse, like how that was. And but people's minds, you know, we let our emotions get the best of us and get into our investments. We start to think back to the the worst case scenario. And a lot of times we go back there instead of going back to 2022, because the market popped right back up in 2020. But people, you know, you don't want to look at that. You want to look at the one that's, you know, stayed down for a very long time. Of course, that's where our mind is going to bring us back to. So it seems interesting to me that the market is you know, in flux, let's say, I mean, it is, it's down so far for the year, but yet the economy remains as strong as ever. Is that, that seems right. I, it seems I, opposite I, to me. A lot of times there, the correlation between the actual market and the stock market can be very strange. I mean, if you look at, even if you go back to, like I said, March of 2020, we saw the highest number of, un, the highest unemployment rate. We were seeing, you know, lockdowns, businesses closing. And then all of a sudden in April and May, when all these lockdowns and the unemployment rate was still so high, 
we saw the market go through the roof. So, and, you know, people were confused at why are these, you know, why is the market going through the roof when unemployment is the highest we've seen in, in decades? And it's really because sometimes they're disconnected. It's important to look at the underlying factors. However, you know, a lot of times if you're going off of strong relevant companies that in the correct market can make money and make profit and they've proven that and they have strong balance sheets, then you're going to do okay. And those are the kinds of things that, that you talk about with people when, and to sort of calm their fears, if you will. But the thing is, is what you guys do is, you know, you put somebody's plan together and the money that they need right now, well, that's protected. That's safe. You're still, it's still important to be in the market a little bit um, because you've got time if you don't need that money for 10 years. Of course. Yeah. And that's where, you know, these different buckets of money comes in and a lot of strategies come in when we're actually planning for our clients. So, you know, we could have a portion of the portfolio that is going to be taking on more risk and being more aggressive. And then we have a portion of the portfolio that can be more conservative. And we know if we need income from this side and we know we can grow from this side. And once we start to actually piece together all of your assets and we're consolidating everything, and then we come together and we're all on the same page about the strategy we have, that can be very powerful for people because a lot of times they don't have that. They have one portfolio in place. It's the same portfolio they've had for, let's say, two decades now. And, you know, there's no there's no taking action when the market is down like it is right now. There's so much opportunity out there. They're not taking any action with that. And their whole portfolio is just the same the same mess of assets that they've had for so long. Whereas, you know, you should have consolidated assets, however, have different strategies for different pieces of your money and know why you're doing those strategies and when those actions should take place. Well, as Eric always says, purpose determines placement, and we need to know what we're doing with that money, where it belongs in the, in the timeline to be able to maximize those dollars. Of course, yeah, it's extremely important. That's why we always plan first. Before we ever make an investment decision, we're always planning first. Why, why do we invest these dollars, right? Why are we investing these dollars will lead us to actually where we're investing those dollars. Because if we start going with investments first, a lot of times the plan is just sabotage because we have no idea where the direction is and where we're going. And, you know, I mean, again, these are all things that you have conversations with. And, folks, if you want to get a head start, sit down with Joseph or Eric and the team, uh, 800-779-1942. Now, you talked about at the very beginning, uh, we talked about re retirement readiness. Sounds almost military readiness, right? right um, <laughs> but so we talked about answering three questions. And one of those questions is we've got to know, and I know – well, if you've been a good saver, you know that Social Security is still going to play a role in your income. And if you haven't been as good a saver, you still need to know where Social Security fits into the plan. Yes. And another thing is a lot of people are so afraid of Social Security running out, as they say. And so people are concerned about even including it in their plan or, you know, wanting it to be halved. You know, Social Security may be getting very heavily taxed in the future, but it, frankly, it's not going to run out. You know, there could be heavier tax that get put in place, you know, either 2025 when the current tax law is sunset or in the future. But it's still important to know that you're going to have income coming in from Social Security. Now, on top of that, the biggest question is, OK, well, is it more beneficial for me to take it, let's say, early at 62 or wait until full retirement age, 67 for some people or even delay it till 70? And the real answer is we have to run it in a plan. And a lot of times what we'll do is we'll run different scenarios. Okay, let's see what it looks like when you take it at 62, when you take it at full retirement age, and then if you delay it at 70, let's see which one looks best for you. And ultimately, we can present those three to the client, and then they decide which one looks best to them. We give them our best opinion on it, um, and it really allows it to map it out. They can see it visually, and it's a lot better than just winging it and saying, well, I kind of want it now, so let's take it early. <laughs> exactly. But those are questions that you can answer as well. And one of the other questions that has to be answered as we get closer to retirement is, uh, and this is, an, this is a big this kind of falls in your 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 bailiwick, as they say, um, <laughs> and that's getting income from our savings. In other words, that that investment strategy. Right, exactly. Um, and you know, with savings, when, you, when we're pulling income from savings, a lot of people, the four hundred one k is is a major savings tool for a lot of Americans that have worked their whole life and they've just that's their major point of saving. But we can't forget about taxes when we factor in a four hundred one k all those distributions are going to be taxed as well. So when we're pulling money out of that each year and we're, we're factoring that into the plan, we have to include taxes on top of that because if we don't, then frankly, we're, 
we're under assuming how much actually needs to be pulled out and it's going to lead to us running out a lot quicker. So, and on top of that, you know, non-qualified money, money that is not in an IRA or a 401k, we have to worry about capital gains on that. So how much you've actually made on the stocks or the sale or the assets that are in there. And when you sell them, you'll have capital gains on that. So a lot of times it's not going to be a fixed percentage, you know, that's coming out of your, that's coming out of your account. Sure. It's going to be moving when we have a year like this year where we have seven and a half percent inflation, you know, 4% from last year, it may have to be, you know, that may not work this year. Your expenses may have gone up and we need to recalculate that number. A lot of times I see that it works better if it's an actual dollar amount as opposed to you know, the 4% rule or the 3% rule. It's kind of a, an old rule of thumb that I think we're, we'd be better off if we kind of got that out of our head and just I focused can... on, okay, how much dollars do we need each month? Exactly. So again, we talked about three questions. So we answered Social Security. We talked about getting income from our savings. And I know we, we, we don't have a lot of time left here, but healthcare is another one that we have to consider. And I know you have those conversations as well. Yes, and retiring before 65 can really cause your expenses to go up a lot just because of Medicare, right? You have to wait till you're 65 to get on Medicare or Medicare Advantage. So we have to factor that into the plan. If somebody wants to retire at 60, and let's say their spouse doesn't have a plan through work or is retired as well, then that's five years of private insurance. And like I just said, with inflation being up so high, it's even worse for medic, uh, medical sure. inflation is even higher. So if we're not factoring that into the plan, that can be a crucial thing as well. Well, and again, on that note, uh, Joseph, let's go ahead and, and uh, ask folks to call right now. Come on in and sit down with you and, and talk about that plan. Sounds good, Steve. Whether you currently have an advisor or you have never worked with a financial professional before, we're going to be taking the next five callers who are in need of that missing financial plan. We're going to create and customize a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000 and give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation to the next five callers. What this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. Let's map it all out. Your goals, income needs, expenses, tax strategies, and even transfers of generational wealth. We will get the plan built for you and see where it leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your investments without any obligation. In short, we're going to take the guesswork out of financial planning. So for the next five callers, a full-blown comprehensive plan review that is valued at over $1,000 will be giving it away to you complimentary, no obligation. 800-779-1942. You'd get a true practical financial review. You will find out where you are today, yes, but more importantly, you end up with a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be. 800-779-1942. Again, 800-779-1942. Next up on Wealth Works Radio. Roth IRAs are a great tool for investors to leave wealth to their heirs. They are tax-free and don't require RMDs during the original owner's lifetime. When we come back, some strategies to make sure you pass it along in the correct manner. We are back on WealthWorks Radio. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Sitting in for Eric Carney today is Joseph Lanza. Joseph is a fiduciary. He's, uh, well, a key part of um, retirement wealth where you are. And again, you're a part of the team there. And it's always a pleasure to talk with you, Joseph. And and um, so this is going to be, I, I, you know, we talk a lot about Roth IRAs, don't we? Yeah, we do. Well, but, but this one, I think, kind of takes things a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we talk about the SECURE Act and how that took away right. the, the stretch IRA. And, and let's talk about that a little bit and, and why the Roth becomes the centerpiece of this, you know, generational wealth, you know, the, the ability to pass on generational wealth. Exactly. Well, before the SECURE Act, the Roth, the regular IRA, you were able to stretch it for spouses and non-spouses, which means, you know, if you left your IRA to your child, they would then be able to stretch that based off of their lifetime for their RMDs, required minimum distribution. So back then it was 70 and a half. So if they were 50 and they inherited it, they didn't have to take RMDs until they were 70 and a half, which, you know, hence stretching, you're stretching out the RMDs for when you actually have to take them, it gives the account a lot of time to grow. And it pretty much turns into a retirement tool for them. Now, the Secure Act comes around. And when an IRA gets inherited by a non spouse, there is a 10 year rule on it now where all the money in that account has to be withdrawn. So if you give a million dollar IRA to a 50 year old, by the time they're 60, they have to pull out that 
million dollars, which is taxable income to them. So think that's a hundred thousand dollars a year. That's going to be taxable income to them. If they're already working another job, that's throwing them into another tax bracket. And now I, I know people say it's not the worst problem to have, but when there are other strategies and other ways out there that have better, uh, transfers of generational wealth tools a part of them, like the Roth, you know, there's different options out there that we can avoid the SECURE Act and actually combat it. Are you finding that people, you know, especially those that are in retirement, uh, anxious to do the Roth conversion for that very reason? Of course. Yeah, I see that a lot. I think a lot of people actually want to do it all the first year. I spoke with a gentleman not too long ago um, who had quite a bit of money in his IRA and he decided to transfer it all at once into a Roth before speaking to an, before speaking to any advisor um, in fear of, of tax laws going up, even though, you know, they're not really sunset until 2025. And so obviously he took a massive hit just because that's all taxable income. If we do it all in the first year, that's all taxable income to you. So it's very important. You know, the other thing I see a lot of people don't talk about is if you're trying to do a Roth conversion, not funding a Roth like regular, the the normal 6,000 a year and 7,000 once you're over 50. Sure. But if you're trying to do a Roth conversion before you're 59 and a half, there's a 10% penalty on that. Because if you're pulling out money out of your IRA before you're 59 and a half, there's 10% penalty because it's early distribution. And when you're converting to a Roth in the view of the government, you're taking out a distribution from your IRA. So if you're trying to do a conversion before 59 and a half, you're going to have to pay penalty and taxes on top of that. So a lot of times it could be more beneficial to switch how you're investing now to focus more on funding the Roth. And then once you're 59 and a half, start mapping out those actual conversions to the Roth, figure out, you know, what the tax bracket you're in, are we going to be filling up this tax bracket, and what the best best tax strategy is, so we know how much money needs to actually go and get converted each year. And that's the thing, people can spread this out over time to, again, obviously lessen the tax burden, but also it, it it helps them as well, especially if they're already in retirement. And is there a good or a bad time to start doing Roth conversions or is any time the good, a good time? I mean, the, the earlier, the better, just like with investing, right? Okay. So as if you could do it right when you're 59 and a half, we can, because then we can spread it out, you know, more, we can spread it out thinner. That way it doesn't affect or push you into higher tax brackets, especially with the current tax brackets we have. Um, if we could start taking advantage of these now and get it converted over. And especially if somebody is not working, um, if let's say that's their first year of retirement, so we can really fill up some income or some tax brackets by converting that money over into the Roth, it's going to be more beneficial. Now, if you're listening and you know, you're in your late sixties or early seventies where, you know, you're still past the 59 and a half, there's still a lot of time for you to be able to look at Roth strategies where you can still make a major change because let's not forget, it's not only about your life with the Roth, but it's how you transfer it to the next generation. And like we just said with the secure act, if you have it in a traditional IRA, you're not moving it the most efficient way possible. So if you, you know, if you're suspecting that you're going to have a good amount of money left over in that IRA for your for your heirs, um, then it still is a very, a very key part and a very good tool to use in order to combat that SECURE Act. But it's important to have that conversation because there are times, and, and you've said this before, Joseph, that a Roth conversion is not a good idea for everybody. Right, exactly. I mean, sometimes people, you know, if they if they're already in a very very high tax bracket right now, um, it could be it could be kind of detrimental to move more money over into the Roth conversion or into the Roth, uh, as well as you know, because the main thing that we want to look at, and when somebody comes in and we're looking at, it, we can't put just a stamp on every single person, right? Because everybody's situation is different. Every Everybody has different goals and objectives. So when someone comes in, one of the first things that we're going to do is look at if they keep doing what they're doing, where is that going to lead them to? And in some cases, and in, in, in more cases than none, we see that people, if they keep doing what they're doing, it's going to lead them to these massive RMDs, these massive required minimum distributions, meaning the government is going to be forcing them to take out more from their taxable accounts than they actually need for their expenses. And that's in today's tax brackets. We don't even know what tomorrow's tax brackets are going to bring, right? So if we can start to do something now to start changing 
how that future tax bracket, you know, how that future taxable situation will look. That's huge to people. That's huge to the plan. So when people come in, that's, that's really the number one thing that we want to start doing. When we start building the plan first, we're going to start seeing, okay, what are the pitfalls? What are, what are some trends that we're seeing in here that we can possibly avoid, right? Some bad trends where, okay, we're funding too much over here. Let's switch this over here. And then let's compare the two. Let's show the client. Okay. If we make these a couple couple slight changes here, here's what your plan can look like and it can drastically change how your taxable situation will be in the future and over your lifetime because when you're planning out your retirement lifetime, you're able to start to see, okay, what's my taxable income going to be over my lifetime? How much is this Roth conversion going to save me in taxable income as well as how much is this Roth conversion going to save me in leftover assets when when my plan is up sure and well all right so let's say we've we've established that we're doing roth conversions we're going to with our with generational wealth that we're passing it on as as part of our motivation uh, how important or how do we decide on beneficiaries and and i mean if you don't name one well, then it's it's a big mess yeah, you definitely want to name a beneficiary because you don't want it to go to probate. And, you know, because that's the whole point of a great tool of a Roth and an IRA is if you're naming a beneficiary, it will go immediately to them and you can actually avoid probate. And so if you if you don't have a beneficiary on there, then it's actually going to go to probate. And if not, if it'll go to your will and if not, then probate. Um, however, a beneficiary is so powerful to have on there because it would it's going to go above probate and the will. So we want to make sure that this is constantly updated um, because a lot of times, let's say, you know, if there's a divorce or if there, you know, have a girlfriend on there or whatnot, definitely want to make sure your beneficiary is updated because that's kind of the, the highest power is the beneficiary. Whatever's listed on there is pretty much going to go. So it's very important to figure out who this person is and it's important to share it with the advisor as well. Make sure it's part of the plan in the sense that, okay, if we name this person beneficiary, what are the tax implications of them? getting the money? What is the strategy once they get it? Have you had discussions with your beneficiary about, you know, how much they could be getting and kind of what you want your goals to the money to be and whatnot? And again, in, in making that happen, I mean, again, it probably forces more questions than answers, I think, for a lot of folks. But we, I mean, what about a trust? And again, I don't want to dig into too much of that. But but is that necessary? I mean, is every situation different? How do we know? Yeah, every situation is definitely different. Um, a lot of times people want to jump to trust. Trusts are a very are a very good tool in estate planning and transferring generational wealth. However, just like with Roth conversions, they're not for everybody. So a lot of times they're for more sophisticated approach when you want a very specific goal to happen. So a lot of times people are afraid of their inherit or their inheritance getting blown by their by their beneficiaries right especially if it's maybe younger kids that they don't want to be having them spend it all in one place so a conduit trust actually takes the beneficiaries rmds those requirement distributions and it's going to take them out so that way we're, they're making sure that they're not blowing all the money at once now this is just one strategy and like i said it's not for everybody it's not a um you know because if you're leaving the if you're leaving the um ira to the spouse then obviously we're kind of avoiding the secure act however there are trusts that allow us to really spell out and say exactly what the beneficiary or excuse me, the um, grantor or the person passing wants to do, uh, wants their beneficiaries to do with this money. However, that's not for everybody. And if we set up a trust incorrectly, that could be very detrimental as well. So definitely want to speak with an estate planner, get your financial planner on board as well, your advisor. And this is why we really bring a cumulative team approach to all of our clients, right? So when somebody has an issue that is bigger than financial planning and investing, we have an estate planner that we can bring on and answer those questions. And if we need to create a trust, then that gets done for them. If we have somebody that needs to do a lot of Roth conversions and they have a very difficult or sophisticated tax situation, we have strategic CPAs to bring in and, and review everything. And it creates a team approach and it almost creates what I like to call a hive mind, right? Where everybody knows what piece is going on in the puzzle. And it makes it very easy on the client because they don't feel like they're running around everywhere and that they're 
there's different pieces to their plan all over the place. Sure. It's very consolidated. I think it makes it a lot easier on the client. Well, and again, folks, if you want things to be easier, then I would suggest you give uh, Joseph a call and get on the calendar and have that conversation. Whether you currently have an advisor or you have never worked with a financial professional before, we're going to be taking the next five callers who are in need of that missing financial plan. We're going to create and customize a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000 and give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation to the next five callers. What this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. Let's map it all out. Your goals, income needs, expenses, tax strategies, and even transfers of generational wealth. We will get that plan built for you and see where it leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your investments without any obligation. In short, we're going to take the guesswork out of financial planning. So for the next five callers, a full-blown comprehensive plan review that is valued at over $1,000 will be giving it to you complimentary with no obligation. 800-779-1942 is the number. It's an opportunity for you to get a financial roadmap put together and get a true practical financial review. 800-779-1942. You heard Joseph. The next five callers right now will get that comprehensive financial review. There's no cost. There's no obligation. You're going to see where you are now, but more importantly, you'll find that you now have a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be. 800-779-1942. 800-779-1942. Coming up on WealthWorks Radio, sometimes it's the little things that can make the biggest difference. When we come back, we'll highlight some simple things to help you save more and help you achieve the kind of retirement you've always wanted. We're back on WealthWorks Radio with Joseph Lanza this week. Joseph is a fiduciary. He's independent. Uh, he is part of Retirement Wealth with Eric Carney. Eric is on a secret mission. That That's will, right. The details of which will be revealed. So. We miss him. We miss him right now, but we're still having a good show, Steve. <laughs> yes, we are. Exactly. Always fun to talk with you, Joseph. And again, I, I just think you bring an insight that, I, you know, you're a lot younger than a lot of the advisors that I work with. I mean, I work I mean, I mean, work with advisors all over the country. And, and you do bring this sort of refreshing breath of fresh air into, you know, planning for retirement. I mean, you've, you've got a different viewpoint than most. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, I, I was able to, you know, Eric has been such a great mentor to me, um, and I'm you know, I love working here because I get to see an independent stance on financial planning as opposed to a lot of institutional stances. And, you know, I've met some colleagues and some and some friends through when I did my schooling and whatnot, and I've watched them grow in their careers. And I always like to to pick their brain. And I'm just it makes me very happy at where I am at the independent level with Eric, just because, you know, there is a lot more freedom. There is a lot more getting to know your clients, being a lot more personable and truly doing the right thing for them without feeling like there is handcuffs for your you know, you're actually able to plan for a person. You're actually able to invest the, the correct way for a person. You don't feel like there are these handcuffs on you from upper management and whatnot that are, you know, forcing you to do certain things for your clients. And I'm just, you know, I feel very blessed. I'm very thankful to Eric and, and the wonderful people I work with, Donna and Autumn. Everybody here is just so great. I love coming into work every day and uh, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Folks, uh, again, take advantage of it. It starts with that phone call, 800-779-1942. Well, Joseph, let's dig into this one. Um, we talk about uh, little things that make a difference, and we talk about uh, retirement planning is simple but not easy. Uh, let's let's break that down a little bit. When we say it's, it's simple, I, I mean, that makes sense because all you got to do is save money, right? That's pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, but, really. That's, but that's the it, com right? <laughs> the complicated part comes, and that's your job, is to, to, okay, let's take this money. Let's figure out what we need to do. Let's do that. And, and I think people always think we should save more. So let's talk about saving even a little bit more and how much difference that can make. Yeah, I mean, if we let's just say, let's say, for example, you make $50,000 a year and and you decide to save 1% more a year. 1%, not 1%. That's $42 a month, 1%. And you earn 6% annual returns, which is, you know, a kind of a conservative rate of return annually each year mm -hmm. on average. You will have an extra $57,000 after 35 years. And that's 1%. So that's $42 a month that you're putting away. So you know, and a lot of people could say, well, that's, you know, 57,000 with inflation. And it's a lot of people always want to come up with a reason why, you know, to go against something. But 
at the end of the day, that's huge. And it, it really does come down to saving money. If you're in the accumulation phase, right? Because we have two phases for retirement, accumulation and decumulation. If you're in the accumulation phase, saving money is obviously going to be the first step of retirement, right? I mean, a lot of, unless you're fortunate to have a massive inheritance coming in, or if you're lucky enough to have a job that still has a pension, as we know, a lot of those are, are, are kind of becoming rare now. Um, but saving is going to be still the number one best thing for you to do for retirement. So when we say it's simple, right, we're breaking it down. That's, that's the bare level. It's kind of like saying rocket science is simple. You just send it up in space. Right. But, but so it's like, it's, it's similar. You've of course, you know, saving is just is just the easiest way to put it. However, the decumulation is also very, you know, time consuming and it's going to be it's going to take a lot of legwork to be able to understand the different strategies and whatnot for that decumulation. What's the best way for you to pull that money out? How much are you going to need? You know, how are we combating inflation in a year like this? How are we dealing with market volatility? There's a lot of different things that are, you know, the new tax strategies or excuse me, the new tax laws that could be coming out. There's a lot of different things that could be getting thrown at you from all over the place that is going to be affecting when you actually want to start pulling money out of this account as well. So if we could start to plan for that now, I mean, it could be much more powerful if we start planning for it years before we actually start decumulating. Right. Well, and again, you know, you talked about 1%. And I know that, you know, I mean, 10% people try to save up maybe up to 15%. But if you do it 1% at a time, like you said, if you're making 50 grand, that's 42 bucks a month. But so you do that for a month. And then maybe next month you go another percent. And, you know, before long, you're going to be where you want to be in terms of saving, which is going to make a big difference. Your, as we like to say, your future self will thank you. Right, especially if you're in a job where you're actually getting raises each year, and if you're if you're you know, income is going up with inflation, let's just say maybe not at the same rate right now. But um, if your income is going up, it's important that you can start to, you know, instead of your first instinct being, okay, well, how am I going to add this to my budget, right? In, in the sense of spending it, then let's just start saying, okay, I know next year, I'm going to make X amount of dollars more. If I start putting and allocating this towards my retirement account, this can significantly help me in the next year or hey I didn't open up a Roth yet and I'm getting a raise this year why don't I just put my Roth or excuse me why don't I put my raise into the Roth and see how this is going to pan out and actually help my retirement as well Sure. Well, I mean, again, it's very tempting to say, oh, I got a raise. I'm going to go on vacation. Well, I mean, again, maybe you do. But at the same time, take some of that money. I mean, it's like found money. You've earned it, certainly. So let's save it. Exactly. Yeah. And this gets into a lot of investment behavior, right? So it's how when, when we are and this is very interesting to study um, it when we were kids and when we were growing up, how did your parents react when they got a raise? Right. So that's going to vary. That's going to be deeply rooted inside your brain. Was it when they got a raise? Was it let's go out to dinner and you know what? We're going to go on that vacation we've always wanted to go on. Or was it more deeply instilled in saving where when they got that raise, they kind of made it a point to make it a lesson to you as well, where, you know, they say, well, half of it is going to go away for here because that's our retirement or even teaching you about saving for college if you were young enough. So a lot of times it's deeply rooted in our financial behavior and it's hard when we get into those older ages to kind of break out of that shell when we've been so used to that when we're so used to spending every dollar that we make and because we're we're focusing on working right now and spending right now we can't even think about retirement right it's very hard to break out of that investment behavior well we are uh, certainly in the throes of tax season at this point and if you're fortunate enough to get a refund I wish yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> you can you can contribute that you know seamlessly into retirement and and that truly I mean that's your money and boy what a great way to do it yeah, I mean, it's it really seems like a no brainer if you struggle with actually when you get a raise or whenever you get uh, a large sum of money and you struggle with saving some of that, it could be a very easy way for you to actually um, save for, into your traditional IRA or your Roth IRA. You can actually use IRS form. It's actually 88888. That's a that's a little uh, fun one for you. Four eights there. It's fun to say. Yeah, exactly. So you can actually fund and put that directly into your Roth or your traditional IRA. That way you don't even tempt it to to do anything with it, which is can actually um, it can combat that bad investment behavior like we just talked about. All right. Well, let's say you get uh, let's say you won a big chunk of money in the lottery. I mean, I don't know. Mm -hmm. You ever you ever run into anybody like that? 
in my dreams. Yeah, in your dreams. So, I mean, but I mean, in terms of clients, you really haven't. Just, I, I don't oh, of course. I mean, well, the big one we see is inheritance, right? So we sure, get a lot of sure, the clients sure. who have who have inheritances, and um, inheritances are very unique because a lot of times, if it's non-qualified money, those stocks and bonds and what you know, whatever assets are in that portfolio or estate that gets passed down, they get stepped up in cost basis, which means we don't have to worry about capital gains tax on them because what they paid for them doesn't matter anymore. It's getting stepped up to the current market value. So there is a ton of opportunity here for you to fund different types of accounts and create strategy on your own for your own retirement, for then looking at your kid's retirement based off of the inheritance you took. So getting an inheritance can be a huge bump in your retirement plan. Um, and there's a lot of opportunity there just seeing that it's essentially, you know, when you get that with a step up basis, it pretty much makes it tax free. So including that into a plan and actually creating a strategy for what's going to happen with that before you get it is going to help you a lot too because if you don't have a plan before you get that money it's going to be very easy for you to either blow that money make a foolish investment decision you know get emotional about it and whatnot and we know where that leads us to sure well and again as we begin to wrap up this segment um we talk about this all the time it, if you got a match from your employer you've got to take advantage of that i mean that's just it's just silly not to that's free money nobody's good nobody's giving away money but if your employer is you need to take it of course just please contribute up to whatever that match is i mean a lot of times even if you're even if you're not necessarily it's part of your plan to not put into the 401k we always want to say put at least as much as the match is please get that free money in that 401k because like you just said no one's giving away free money anymore and um, we definitely want to take advantage of that right and then you know as just to kind of summarize things uh, we've got tax breaks that we can take advantage of we've got to worry about fees as well right there's fees inside our 401ks that maybe we aren't aware of yeah there's a lot of fees with the 401ks because primarily 401ks will give you uh, options in mutual funds and we know mutual funds normally have higher internal fees than let's say a exchange traded fund so when we when someone comes in with a mutual fund if those mutual or excuse me with the 401k and there's mutual funds in there we can run our personal financial blueprint report which is going to show us not only your rate of return, your risk that you're taking on, the actual, um, you know, the different metrics that we look at for risk and return. It's going to give you a deeper look into that and make sure you're allocated the right way. It's also going to give us a fee report, which is going to show us and you how much you're actually paying in internal fees, how much is your portfolio getting boggled down by these fees. And you can actually, once you start to compare those fees to the actual rate of return of some of these funds, especially some bond funds, it's pretty eye-opening of why you would want to, you know, you could tell a lot of times the fund is making more than that the client is actually making. They have <laughs> wow. a negative rate of return and they're getting charged a fee. And it's, this has been going on for years now. It's like, what are we doing here? Why are we paying this internal fee? So we definitely want to look into that, look deeper into that, and then look at the 401k options because a lot of times there can be a better place for your money than those high fee, low performance funds. All right. And on that note, folks, if you'd like to have that conversation, give Joseph a call right now and, you know, again, set up that time to have that have that conversation. Whether you currently have an advisor or you have never worked with a financial professional before, we're going to be taking the next five callers who are in need of that missing financial plan. We're going to create and customize a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000 and give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation to the next five callers. What this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. Let's map it all out. Your goals, income needs, expenses, tax strategies, and even transfers of generational wealth. We will get that plan built for you and see where it leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your investments without any obligation. In short, we're going to take the guesswork out of financial planning. So for the next five callers, a full-blown comprehensive plan review that is valued at over $1,000 will be giving away to you complimentary, no obligation. 800-779-1942. Five callers right now will get that comprehensive financial review showing you where you are now, but more importantly, where you're going to be. That's because you'll have a roadmap that can help get you there. 800-779-1942. Again, 800-779-1942. Next up on WealthWorks Radio, just when you think every conceivable question has been asked, we'll find out that is not the case. Questions from listeners and answers from me coming up.
Hey, we're back on WealthWorks Radio with Joseph Lanza. Joseph sitting in for Eric today. Normally, it's the two of you, uh, right. but this time it's it's just you, Joseph, which has been great. It's been a fun show. I mean, we covered a lot of ground as we always do. And I, I'm going to ask a, a couple of things. One, Joseph, you are a true Floridian. I mean, you are not somebody who moved down there as a teenager or anything else. You're that's right. Born raised right there. I think that's important because that gives you again a feel for. I just think the environment, and I, I think that's an energy that you can tap into. Yeah, for sure. I mean, born and raised here, I'm definitely rare, rare kind. Everybody I talk to, it's one of my first questions I love asking clients is always, where are you from? Because I could always kind of get a gauge of you know, how, how it's going to go, how the meeting is going to go and whatnot, you know, how they are as a person when we know where someone is from. Right. Right. So it, whether that be linking them with sports teams or just how they were raised up North. And a lot of times, you know, they ask me, well, where are you from? And I'm like here. And they're like, huh? huh? You know, they're like, I didn't know people were actually born in Florida. I thought everybody just moved here. And it's like, you know, it's like, well, you know, kind of, but, uh, no, it's, it's a great area. I love it here. It's beautiful. I think a lot of people, you know, being born here, I definitely feel like I take it for granted sometimes that, you know, just yesterday I was driving and seeing the sunset and I was like, wow, you know, some, some people up in New Jersey definitely aren't seeing this right now. So yeah. I, I feel bad. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I love but you this get area. Over it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's true. Especially with, with the weather is just oh, so beautiful. Yeah. I know yeah. that, so, I mean, it's a, it's a great time. I know that it's, kind of rare for people to to actually be born here but i think i can bring a, a different aspect to it well yeah i completely agree i like it and i think it's great that that you know you're working with people that you know understand that and uh, and get it um because i'm guessing that you have that conversation pretty much every time yeah about uh, that's about right yeah okay all right well let's jump into a few of these questions here while we've got some time uh, first up is john in a stero and john says i like this question he says what's the five-year waiting rule for roth iras right so you know the main rule with the roth iras is that obviously you have to be 59 and a half just like a traditional ira to take money out okay. however let's say you start a roth ira when you're 57 right and you start putting money into that even though you reach 59 and a half, you can't take money out of there without getting that 10% penalty until it's been five years. So really 62 if you put it in at 57. Okay. And that's if you're contributing regularly, right? So like that's at, the, at that point, it would be $7,000 a year. Now, if John then decided to do Roth conversions, let's say when John's 60, he decides to do a Roth conversion, the money that he gets that he puts in the Roth from that conversion cannot be pulled out until he's 65. So it's another five year period. So whenever money is getting placed into the Roth, there is going to be a five year period on that money for when it actually comes out, avoiding the penalty. All right. Well, I like that. So and if I'm not if, if I'm correct, if I make that Roth contribution um, December 31st of any given year, that counts as the whole year, right? Yeah, you could actually go up to April 15th or whatever tax year it is. So let's say somebody didn't contribute to their Roth for 2021. And, you know, we're right now in the in, in March of 2022. They can still actually contribute their 2021 contribution in this year and just make sure they elect it for 2021. Mm -hmm. And then they can start focusing on contributing for 2022. All right. Well, I mean, again, those are the kinds of things that not everybody's aware of. Right. Uh, folks, if you want to get started, 800-779-1942. John, you can give us a call. We'd love to talk with you. Um, all right. Abigail is in Cape Coral, and uh, she says, I signed up for a 20-year term life insurance policy about 10 years ago because it was so much cheaper than a whole life policy. But now I'm being told that my premiums are about to more than double next year when I turn 64. Is this normal? So on term life insurance policies, it's important to look at if there's guaranteed level premium. So if there is not, there may just be a period. So what it sounds like is if there's a 10 year period of guaranteed level premium, hence why Abigail was only paying, you know, the same amount for the 10 years. And now all of a sudden it's about to double is because that guaranteed level premium, the period was only 10 years long, even though she has a 20 year term policy. So um, it's very important to clarify that before you get into term insurance or any insurance and get to know how those premiums are paid. What is the increases if they if they are increasing, then what is the you know average rate of those? What is the projected amount of money that those premiums are going to increase? And in Abigail's case, she may be able to convert this policy into permanent. So either a whole life or universal life at this point in her life 
depending on how much, you know, it's going to be more in premiums, but instead of losing those, you know, last 10 years of premiums you just paid, you may be able to convert this into a, you know, a better investment tool in the sense of having permanent insurance opposed to the term insurance. But again, it all depends on what Abigail's, you know, true purpose of getting this insurance was for. And, um, we could be able to figure out, you know, what's the best route for her to go in order to achieve those goals. Sure. All right, Abigail, if you'd like 800-779-1942, that's the number you can call. Um, uh, Ellen is up next from Punta Gorda. Uh, she says, my husband died about six months ago, left me a significant amount of life insurance. It's much more money than we ever had during our 30-year marriage. So while I'm grateful for it, it's also overwhelming. What's the best first step for me to take in deciding how to handle it? So for Ellen, I would say the best first step is going to be sitting down and viewing everything consolidated, right? So figuring out, okay, I have X amount of assets. Now let's look at my expenses. What do I need each year for the rest of my projected life? Let's factor in taxes. Let's factor in inflation. And we start to look at that to show us, okay, we're, we know we need this much amount of money from the assets each year. What does that leave us with? Now we start looking into Ellen's goals and her objectives and start saying, okay, can we fund this by the leftover amount of money that we have over here? Can we fund this? What different, you know, in type of inheritances can we start setting up? Can we start setting up 529s for grandkids? Can we start setting up, you know, there's different things of transferring wealth that we can do for Ellen um, that's going to allow it to be a much less stressful situation. We have, like, you know, like Ellen said, this is a, this is a problem that a lot of clients face where it's, they're very grateful, but it's very overwhelming, especially since, you know, the, the, when you had inherent, excuse me, when you get life insurance like this, it's tax free because, you know, money paid into the life insurance policy was taxed. So when you get this money, it is tax free. It could be very overwhelming. Although you're grateful for it, you don't know what to do with it. In, right. in, in the first, you know, right when you receive it, it's like, oh my goodness, I've never had this much in my account before. Yeah. And so it's very important to sit down. You don't want to make any major decisions, obviously, when you first get it without actually sitting down and planning anything out. Um, but that would be the best case scenario, getting that plan built for you, seeing, you know, the best investment choices for you, depending on what the plan is showing us and going from there. I mean, I know everybody grieves differently, but she said she lost her husband about six months ago. And what she's, again, overwhelming, absolutely. But I mean, is there a is there a good time to wait before we make any decisions? I know in just purely personal, but my mom died before my dad and my dad made all sorts of horrible decisions in that first year after she died. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot of times when that happens, it's, if you're making those decisions within the first couple months and whatnot, you're, like I just said before, the emotions are getting the best of you. Um, and if you're not sitting down with a team, because you want to have an objective point of view, right? You want right. to have somebody who is not personally involved. If you And not saying you shouldn't have family members helping you out and whatnot, but a lot of times if you're solely focused on just the immediate family that is around you, a lot of them are going through, you know, pain right now too from that loss. And they might not be thinking the best right now or know all the different, you know, strategies that could be used or different scenarios that may play out better for Ellen right now. So it's very important to, you know, collect your emotions, make sure everything is in order that needs to be ordered for the person that just passed. And then you can start slowly focusing on yourself. But I would highly recommend going with a team approach, getting with a financial planner, an investment advisor, maybe seeing a strategic CPA and an estate planner, start consolidating everything and getting that plan built for you. All right. I like it. 800-779-1942 is the number. Uh, we got time for one more quick one. Let's go to Jerry in Naples. Uh, he says, I've done Roth IRA conversions every year for the past several years. Now, I'm going to retire in two years with about $80,000 in my traditional Roth. Should I continue the conversion process? Yes, I'm going to say yes, Jerry. Yes, I think okay. that you should because, you know, even though you're going to retire in two years, you know, you're still having those tax brackets that you could fill up. Even when you retire, you could still be doing Roth conversions from your traditional IRA to your Roth IRA because now your taxes are even lower. Um, it all depends on obviously Jerry's overall plan. Um, looking at it from 30,000 feet up, I would say keep, keep uh, converting that money into Roth money. However, if 
you know, especially if Jerry has a high amount of money in his IRA and then 80000 in his Roth, let's get some more money over into the Roth. All right. Fair enough. I like it. Yeah. 800-779-1942. And on that note, we are up against the clock already, Joseph. <laughs> let's go ahead and ask folks to call one last time today. All right, Steve. Everybody out there listening, thank you so much today. We really enjoyed the show, Steve and I. Whether you currently have a financial advisor or you've never worked with a financial professional before, we're going to be taking the next five callers who are in need of that missing financial plan. We're going to create and customize a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000 and give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation to the next five callers. What this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. Let's map it all out. Your goals, income needs, expenses, tax strategies, and even transfers of generational wealth. We will get that plan built for you and see where it leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your investments without any obligation. In short, we're going to take the guesswork out of financial planning. So for the next five callers, a full-blown comprehensive plan review that is valued at over $1,000, we'll be giving it to you complimentary with no obligation. Phone lines are open. Call us now. Make that call while you're thinking of it, folks. Don't procrastinate. It's 800-779-1942. Sit down with the team at Retirement Wealth and really get that financial roadmap put together. Joseph is there for you. He understands. He can take that complex financial world and turn it into something that, that actually makes sense. It's an excellent chance for you to get a true practical financial review. 800-779-1942. Five callers right now. We'll get that comprehensive financial review, plus all the extras, the social security analysis, the portfolio x-ray, all of that, no cost, no obligation. And you are going to walk out the door with a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. 800-779-1942. Again, 800-779-1942. Well, Joseph, as always, a pleasure to talk with you. And uh, again, we'll uh, get the details of Eric's secret mission when he returns. <laughs> That's right, Steve. Thank you so much for a great show. Remember, everybody, you only retire once, so let's get it right the first time. Have a great week and an even better retirement. Eric Carney is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors Incorporated, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Retirement Wealth, Retirement Wealth Advisors, and this station are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by RWA. Insurance licensed in the state of Florida, insurance license number P138852. Registered investment advisors and investment advisor representatives act as fiduciaries for all our investment management clients. We have an obligation to act in the best interests of our clients and make full disclosures of any conflict of interest, if any exists. Please refer to our firm brochure, the ADV2A, page 4, for additional information. WealthGuard is a complete portfolio monitoring system. Designed by determining the amount of downside risk a client is willing to tolerate, WealthGuard is added to a client's account to protect them from the downside risk. WealthGuard is not a stop-loss strategy. When the account value in the portfolio hits the targeted value, an alert is sent to the client, advisor, and money manager. There is no guarantee the exact WealthGuard value will be captured or assets will be traded or liquidated the same day due to time of day or market restrictions.